Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine evening, the corn square himself, Mr. Perry Burgum. Hello, Washington. Ahoy, hoy. And now, ahoy, ahoy. joining us, which was supposed to be last week, which was going to be the 4th of July, and I had this great quip all queued up because he's from... It really from, was good. Yeah, because he's from uh, the UK, so I figured, of course, what's more patriotic than bringing on the big fat loser <laughs> on the on our, you know, our celebratorial day? Um, but, you know, it... It was my fault. I was going to say, he, he dodged us. He, he heard wind and dodged us, but it was my stupid internet. No, we yeah. have returning to the podcast again from four horses, Mr. Mick Waits. All four of them. Good. <laughs> well, there's, there's some news on that front, I'm afraid. Uh-oh. What does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm not all four horses anymore. Uh-oh. I've been demoted Uh-oh. to two horses. It, oh, oh, no. There's another rider? Uh... Yeah, let's put it that way. Uh, my my wife's going to be joining the company officially with me as a shareholder, and she's going to be taking on some of the admin work to uh, make my life a bit easier, including oh, that's doing awesome, bookkeeping dude. and stuff like that. So heck yeah, yeah, Woo, yeah, dude, it's, that's uh, so cool, man. Exciting times. I'm I'm not going to pay right. her though. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Yorkshire, we don't do things like that. <laughs> well, that's the best kind of. That's the best kind of free labor. Uh, yeah, free labor. <laughs> that's why we got away from you over in England. Yeah, yeah. independent. No, uh, that's amazing, dude. So, all right. So, so you're just two of them. You're just you're just Mike and Ma- and Mick now. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like it. <laughs> cool, man. Well, how's it going? How have you been? I've been good. I've been busy. I think since last time we spoke, I've launched games on Sony platforms, which obviously we don't talk about because Sony. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Although we do talk about <laughs> Casey talks about. Actually, Casey did sell his PS4. Yeah, sad times. And I do, I do own a Vita, though. Well, there's a good chance that I end up with a PS4 sometime around yeah. Final Fantasy VII, but... The be- yeah, well, the beauty of that is it's really, really easy to get a PS4, and it's so- you could probably get... Seriously, I could... Casey, I'll be on the lookout for you, because I could probably get one for 50 bucks. Yeah, it's really... And then there are a couple games, like Ease 9 is going to be, I think, a oh, PS4 game. Oh, that's true. Game. Yeah. Uh... Mm. I, did not, oh, anyway. I did not think this one through. Anyway, speaking of Ease 9, back to Mick. So <laughs> so you released... Yeah. You released it, uh, which games? It was Kid Trip on, uh, on Vita and PS4, cross-buy, which I would have done on on Nintendo systems if they'd support it, but unfortunately yep. they don't. But um, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, it's been interesting cool. working on that platform. Things are in some ways better than working with Nintendo and in some ways considerably worse. But uh, <laughs> is, well, why don't you uh, no. go into the deep? Why don't, you sh- why don't you show us some of your NDA disclosures and <laughs> yeah. we can, you know, we Pull can, we can try to get curtain, you into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I should tread carefully, cause. Uh... Well, I do want to ask, how is it different per se? Is it just like a different language, or is it just different barriers and, and hurdles for each platform holder that you sort of gotta get around? Or uh, it's more processes. There's some there's some weirdness, like with um, Microsoft and Nintendo. You you basically say this is a price I'm selling at. Your your contract already says what percentage they're gonna take, and and that's that. Uh, with Sony, you basically have to offer them a 
wholesale price and a retail price, almost as I assume it would work with a physical uh, commodity oh. that people are sort of getting to put in the stores or whatever. So that, that just seems a bit weird, but they can they can obviously reject it. And they've already oh. told you in advance pretty much what the percentage is they're going to be taking. So I don't really... I don't really know why the system has to uh, work like that, but that's that's how it is. Um, and they just the the approvals process and the likes all very strange and unfamiliar. Um, with Nintendo and Microsoft, it was pretty clear when the game had passed and was going to release. With Sony, I just sort of stopped receiving emails from them at one point, and the game showed on their site as being. Uh, conditionally approved, but then launched exactly when I sort of expected it to. It was just, it's just a little disconcerting, really. Cause, gotcha. uh, well, but, yeah. now that Sony's got, and now that they're the big boys on the block, they forget about the little guys, you know. Well, I mean, I've heard, I've heard it said that PS5, they're only interested in AAA development. They're not interested in any any small scale indie developments at all. So interesting. It's crazy. Like I said, it's crazy how. It seems like every generation, right? It was like when Xbox came out with Xbox One, you know, they were the they were the champions, you know. So they came out doing all these stupid things, and like, then all of a sudden they had to eat crow. And and how do you make good with the gamers? You know, it's like, oh, we're gonna like cultivate smaller like indie uh, teams and all these great games at and give them a platform, you know. And now they're sort of working their way up, and now Sony's like, well, no, we don't have to worry about that. So I'm sort of half expecting it to bite them in the butt come PS5. Um, it just seems like those two always sort of teeter-totter, uh, which one's uh, atop the mountain. And it seems like they make the same mistakes each time. Uh, it just mm. weird, you know? It's sort of baffling. I, I always feel that Sony very much want their early games to show off the amazing power of their systems because the systems are all about it's so much more powerful than last time, whereas... Nintendo's more about innovation and different ways to play. So I, th- I think their attitudes are different for those reasons. And I, I think it's perfectly understandable. They've, they're selling a console based on how amazing the graphics look. There's not much point having a, a <laughs> exceptionally low-res pixel art game scaled up to uh, 8K. So I don't know. I want to see. Yes. I want to see those 8K bits. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Miles and Kilo in 8K. Just saying. Oh, Kid Trip runs in 4K <laughs> on the PS4 Pro. Oh, nice. There well, you go. There you go. Keep an eye out for a PS4 Pro and yeah. a, and a 4K TV for me. Each one of yes. the uh, <laughs> each one of the pixels in in the sprites, I think, takes up well over 100 actual on-screen pixels. It's magnified oh my that goodness. much. Ooh, I that's, bet it looks amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, actually, funnily enough, Kid Trip, when you play it. It is quite the different experience when you play it on a TV. Like when I then playing it like on on my Switch on handheld when I put it on TV it's kind of like whoa it's like like the the sprites are so big and it and you know what I mean? It's it's kind of the big screen it's almost like you want it to be it's I, I kind of like it on a smaller screen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it does work better on the smaller screen, but still buy yeah. it on both obviously. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, well, the beautiful yeah, part is it, and if you buy it on play, PS4, it feels faster on the bigger screen. Oh, is it? It it isn't, but it feels it because I think the pixels yeah, are moving further. It feels exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's well. I was gonna say it's funny because you mentioned you wanted to do it cross cross buy on uh, Nintendo platforms, but the cool thing is, is any Switch game you buy uh, docked, you can you you can you also get it for free uh, undocked. 
That's very true. That's very true. So that that is kind of man. Cool thing, but, um, it sounds like you could work for Nintendo marketing. Yeah. Wouldn't? Oh my goodness! Wouldn't that be the? Couldn't you totally imagine them saying cross that? Why cross by? Like in an interview. Well, actually, you do get the version on. Well, that was the funny thing with the Wii U, was that. That was kind of like one of the things you could do with the Wii U is like, well, and on some games you can play it off screen, you know. But of course, some of them you couldn't because you were using both screens. Yeah. So yeah. like, it was something they couldn't even say it. It's like we, it, what a mess. What oh the, the Wii U, good old Wii U man. It, although the, although the Switch uh, prototype. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. It, yeah, it's totally the Switch prototype. Anyway. We're going to be getting into uh, a good old topic about a Switch game coming out, uh, uh, a Nintendo game, a big one this year. That'll be our topic of the show at the end. But first, we're going to get into what we've been playing. Uh, Mick doesn't play video games. He only uh, develops them. <laughs> so, uh, Ain't no time. He's it's just, all work and no play. He, but but uh, he's going to be commenting and talking about them for sure. Uh Coming up, but first we're going to start with some quick bites. Quick bites. Quick bites. All right, now what do we got, Casey? We got some uh, Mario Maker Two and some Apex Legends quick bites. Um, yeah, just Mario been... Maker Two. Well, we'll start with Apex Legends. Uh, Apex Legends. <laughs> just playing a whole bunch of that. Uh, season two dropped, so they, there's some changes. Some new weapons and, or I don't know about new weapons, but like they they made changes to weapons and stuff, some different things with the maps. But uh, yeah, I've just been enjoying that game, and man, it's just so satisfying when you do like a have a great round and get like a whole bunch of kills. Um, we I had back to back no. wins for the first time, which was pretty cool. Back to back wins, like yep. where you're the like you're, yeah, like the last team like, like you're the surviving. Last, okay, yeah. so is it always team? Yeah, it's uh, twenty teams of three players. Okay, gotcha. Now, have you played with anyone? Like, yeah, me and Estuardo. Me and Estuardo oh, played on Saturday. We played for a oh, little bit. Oh, sweet. Um, and did then you play we with tried. Aaron? No, he got on, but it's not cross-play or cross-platform yet. Oh my goodness. Which, okay. Which is weird because, like, if if That's he was trying weird. to play on a PlayStation, I would understand. But I feel like Xbox and PC. It's like, why yeah, is that so- not working? But. uh yeah, so yeah. no cross-play, so we couldn't play, unfortunately. But me and Estuardo play for a little bit, so. But, yeah, so you like it? Do you like it better than Fortnite? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, because, I don't know, it's like, to me, the building aspect of Fortnite is, like, my least favorite part of it. So it's like, this is just like, oh, well, there's no building, I'm in right. first person. Um, yeah, that's true. I which mean, is better, uh, to me, is better combat, you know, yeah. for, like, a, a this style of game. And then um, yeah, because that is annoying. That is kind of like a, a pretty big block for for people with skill. Um, I know that me and Mick, I don't, we're not very good at <laughs> building. <laughs> like like a lot of, I mean, some people are just like oh, they could just like erect a I mean, tower in you know, three seconds. And it's, yeah, and it's like that's just annoying. You know, it's like it's like their first. You know, I should just learn how to do it, but it's almost like I don't want to learn how to do it out of spite <laughs> I'm because put, I just yeah, I'm put my I, foot I, in I, the sand. I, I feel like, you know, get off my lawn. I feel like an old man. Like, I'm not going back in my day. I just shot things. I didn't build nothing, you know, and quit with your Minecraft and stuff like that. But uh, it is a cool thing. I mean, on, I like it on a, on a, on a slower sense. I yeah. like 
being able to build and build a fort and stuff. But yeah, I, I totally get that. I, that's a good that's a good point. But this is first. This is a first person shooter. Yeah, like as if very it feels Call like Call right? of Duty with Fortnite elements, but also like uh, Overwatch because each character or each legend has like their own set of unique abilities, you know, and um, right. and you can't have two of the same legends on the same team so you know you, you might not always get your legend that you want to play with you know but there's eight right. of them now they just added a, an, an eighth for the second season um i think it's four no uh, four maybe there's i don't know how many there, there it's i think it's eight it might be nine um it might be the ninth i don't know regardless i think you start out with five unlocked and you could buy three and then yeah maybe maybe this four the new characters the fourth you could purchase um but i actually unlocked okay, so, enough okay. in-game currency to unlock a character by just playing the game and you can continue oh. to do that it takes a while you know what i mean um so that is a pretty big difference right is that every everyone's not on equal footing right everyone's not the same character no right? yeah have, each character has different... different abilities yep okay that's so interesting. and then like you know, if you're running with a team, you know, you might find that, oh, like, that person's going to be this legend. I'm going to take this one so we have this ability, you know, and or, or what, what not. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. But, yeah, no, I like it way better than Fortnite, dude. Infinitely cool. times better. But, yeah. Other quick bite. Some Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, yeah, so I've been chugging along. I got through the story mode. Um, I haven't beaten every single level in the story mode. Obviously, once you get the castle 100%, there's still a, a handful of levels um, that you could play through. So I do want to go back and continue that. Uh, we did the stream on Saturday night, which was awesome. Played That's a bunch right. of uh, people's levels. We had like over 20 people hanging out at one point, um, which was pretty was a darn lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, and. Uh, that was well, a fun stream. Th there's going to be more Mario goodness, but we'll get to that in the old Twitch lagoon. Um, but yeah, right. I've been just enjoying this uh, this Mario game. I definitely uh, look forward to doing more streaming. A lot of really good levels. Um, for the you know what I mean? Like I, I think yeah. there was one really trolly level I got, um, and I actually went back and tried to play it after the stream. And man, it just continues to troll super hard. But um, most of the levels were really good and clever, and and. Yeah. Uh, you know, clever, whether it was, like, from a puzzly kind of level or just clever mechanics in cool platforming. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to doing more of that. So, I've been playing a bunch of Mario Maker 2, um, and it's funny because I've also I've played a lot of Chicken Wiggle this past year. Um, and, anyway, I've talked with, like, Jules about it, and I was like, are you going to be getting... Uh, Mario Maker, and he's like, you know, it kind of just, he, it's funny, cause, and this is, this is kind of a, a, a funny idea, but it, it makes complete sense. He's kind of like, it kind of feels like work, you know, to play, to make someone else's game. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like, like, if you're going to do that, he's like, why don't I just make my own game, you know? And, <laughs> and I think I talked, Mick, didn't we talk about this? Isn't it kind of the same with you? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm not very interested. It's kind of more worky or I don't know. I don't have a huge amount of spare time for playing games. I mean, I bought Iconoclasts recently, and, and I've 
played through the first section of it, just a, a small section, just to see what it was about. And I've mm-hmm. I've not had a chance to go back to it yet. And there's I've got so many games in my backlog that I should go back to and, and mm. spend more time on. And if I'm going to spend any time playing games instead of making them, that's what I want to be doing. I want to be playing. I don't. Exactly. I just don't want to do level design. Plus, I'm I'm a bit concerned that if I make a Mario Maker level and it gets out there, people will say how bad I am at level design. They'll stop buying me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it is, and it's pretty. Now, the the cool thing about Mario Maker is that in this one there is a cool story mode, and you can just get online. I mean, you really don't have to make anything at all. So I think that that's pretty cool. Um, and, and, and some of these people online are insane, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did you ever? Yeah. I've seen They're some of the cool. things. I've seen some of the levels. It looks really good. Yeah. The things I, you can do with it are incredible. Panga, P-A-N-G-A, um, he makes like the most absurd levels of all time. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he actually streams like creating them. So it's like if you really want to see someone who makes like super hard <laughs> levels uh that you know mm-hmm. that might be someone worth checking out but like where people are spending hours on end trying to beat this one level and like all these crazy precise jumps and and mm-hmm. it, it really is insane um and just like man my levels stink <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's why i i you know with me designing i think those are fun i think hard levels like meat boy style levels you know like hard the kaizos uh, yeah i mean Maybe not to that. I mean, yeah, as long as they're not super, 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 super long. I think that's fun because I think Mario just has the best physics of any, like, free-forming platforming game. It just, the way it feels, it just feels so good. It's so, it's that perfect, it's not a hard, it's not like a, like a well, hard meaning like, it's not a blunt jumper. It's a very soft, but not too soft jumper and the wall jumps and stuff. It just, it's really cool. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but... Like I said last week, there are a lot of things that I I like. It's funny because I, I, I truly do. I mean, I think the stylus has a lot to do with it. You know, the screen and playing with the stylus, like Chicken Wiggle, playing with it on 3DS. So it's going to be interesting playing that on Switch. But I, it's so funny because when I did play Chicken Wiggle on Switch at PAX, it immediately felt good. I mean, we you were there with me. Like, I could make levels easily, and there was nothing. I mean, of course, I was playing it, but it translated perfect. And at that time, I was playing tons of Chicken Wiggle on 3DS, so it translated just perfect. And it's like with Mario, it really fighting against it and a lot of their decisions. It's kind of, I mean, I also think, like, it's just a much more robo- robust uh, tool set, right? I mean, Chicken Wiggle definitely, It's I'm not calling it bare bones by any means or anything, but, like, no, in comparison I- of the two, like, there's just a lot more you could use in Mario, so that's obviously going to make things sort of yeah. muddied when it's like, well, I've got 40 enemies, I don't know how many enemies there actually are, but, like, you know, I've got 40 enemies to deal, like, to finagle with, and then, like, so, oh, if I want to make them big, i got to give them a mushroom and... You know what I mean? Like, it no, gets no, a I little know exactly what you mean. Honestly, though, it's not the design of the levels. It's not the design of the of the of the tool set. Honestly, it's like because I know what I want. It's just the implementation of like, how do I get to that? And like, how do I actually put it on the screen? And how do I make that bigger? I mean, but that is definitely part of it, Casey, for sure. Like, obviously, there's a lot more to to utilize there, and it's a lot, it's a lot more. Um, you need to get yourself a, a stylus, but. Especially for the wiggle, I do have a like stylus. you're gonna it, use- dude. I have a stylus on on my switch, and it it works just fine. But it's just it's not 100 percent like all the other styluses are. I wish that Switch didn't have the screen it has. I wish it had one like the 3ds. 
I know. I know, everyone. Everyone's, everyone's like, crazy. what a monster. I mean, i just saying, I, just for this stuff. I mean, for gaming, stylus is so much better than... A I mean, do you have a stylus no. for the Switch? No. Okay. Well, I mean, you, do it and try it and then tell me. Because you are not going to think this. It is not that much better. And it's ter uh, especially when you when you compare it to, to using a real stylus like like I have for the for the 3ds anyway but anyway that's I, mean, I still i'm really enjoying it and i am getting better i'm i'm getting more comfortable with it but it's just uh the switch it was going to be an inherent problem right you know mm -hmm. coming out on switch what obviously was made for the wii u so but it's a lot of fun super Mario maker 2 is very cool you know what i should do mick make uh miles and kilo level that would be cool i didn't even think that, about that. that that would be cool the game technically because you can do auto scrolling it technically, oh right, within Mario Maker, I think it meant on yeah. Miles and Kilo. <laughs> oh, dude, a Miles and Kilo Maker would be sweet. Well, I mean, the level designer is actually built into the game, but it's just not in the production builds. That's that's how Mike really? it together. Yeah, yeah. Mick, boom! <laughs> you need to do that. That would be insane. Um, but anyway, I, I have a feeling we're going to talk about Miles and Kilo later in the news block, maybe with a. Uh, with a world, world exclusive piece. <laughs> it's like the news. Xbox world premiere. Yeah, it is going to be. It is. So stay tuned for the news block. Um, but let's get into what we've been sinking some more time into. Um, and I think I'm going to go first. No, Casey, why don't you go first? Because you got two games. All right, yep. I got two games that I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about either one. Uh, the first one, Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn is a PC game. Um, PC game. So I was looking, and I, I, th I saw some. Do you know the name of this podcast? Yep. Yeah. Apex Legends and Grim Dawn. Yeah. I've been Jimmy. I've been Jim and Hard. Um, <laughs> essentially, Jim and hard. I yeah Jim Hard. Um, I saw some news about Diablo Four pop up somewhere along the lines, and I was like, mm, Diablo, and. Uh, Essentially, I was just reading. I was like, man, I hope they sort of go back to like the Diablo 2, Diablo 1-ish style. Uh, most particularly in like, I mean, gameplay too, because like Diablo 3 is just like a big old blow up enemy fest. Um, and like Diablo 2 can get like that. Uh, but more like just the actual aesthetics, like it, how it, it sort of got that cartoony feel in Diablo 3. Like it's still like a dark toned game, right? But like the, the visuals are sort of cartoony in a sense um but diablo 2 and especially diablo 1 like more gothic feeling darker grittier you know so i was like man mm -hmm. i really hope they go back to that uh but whatever however down the line i got to it i was just like there was a couple games that they were talking about like yeah like these are sort of like good substitutes um for like that diablo 2 style play and Grim Dawn was one of them. And I looked and I was like, all right, this game looks pretty cool. And then it was on sale on Steam for like seven bucks. So I was like, all right, Randy, you want to play some games, my sister? Um, mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, well, like, okay, like, let's do it. So we, uh, we picked it up and we've been playing a little bit. And definitely has like the, yeah, it's a slower paced action RPG. Like not slow paced, but, you know, it's not like Diablo 3 where there's like, you know, 60 enemies on screen and they all blow up within, like, three seconds, you know? It's a little more methodical, but not, you know, slow or anything. 
And uh, mm -hmm. what's cool is a couple different classes, and they actually like have hybrid classes. So I started out as a shaman, and then you unlock like a secondary um, profession or whatever or class you can unlock and start putting uh, skill points into that. And then, so I picked a soldier, you know, keeping with the melee theme. And then um, whatever my choices were, now I'm not sure exactly if it was just like those two together equal a wanderer, I believe is what my, my class is now, or if it's the actual skill points that I picked within those trees uh, that that warranted that new class name. But um, it's cool, Like there's like a lot of customization, the custom ability off the charts. Um, off the charts. And what's cool is where uh, Diablo is very much like you've got six quests in an act, you know what I mean? And like they're they're big and overbearing, you know, not overbearing, but like they're like, you know, you work towards them and they all sort of work towards the end boss. You kill the end boss, you move on to the next act. Uh, this is very much more like a MMO style where there's a lot of different quests going on. You've got a ton of quests at one time and you're going by and, and doing it. What's cool is though it has some sort of Skyrim-esque um, progr like progression, but like uh, choices where, oh, I'm talking to this one person, they told me that you stole my stuff, or their stuff, like, and I'm here to get it back from him. And they're like, well, no, that person's a scumbag, like, he tried to kill my sister, so, like, you know, <laughs> did this and this, like, and he's like, oh. I hope, yeah, he's like, I hope that guy rots, you know? And then, like, mm -hmm. you have the, like, option to be like, well, I believe him, like, and attack this dude, or to be like, oh, well, that guy's a real son of a gun, you know what I mean? Um, and then there was, like, an option, like... Like real life. This sounds like yeah. real life. And, and, like, the third option was, like, oh, yeah, well, that guy's a real son of a gun, but I guess I'll just take the money then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I clicked on that one, and he's, like, oh, you jerk. Like, here, take it, but don't talk to me anymore, you know? So um, it, it's sort of cool to have some, some agency over how those things play out. And it's not just, like, fighting demons, you know? I went to this next area, and it's, like, oh, because... Um, you know, the society is sort of falling apart, like, you know, bandits have sort of taken over that area, and they sort of prey on anyone that's traveling on the roads. So, like, you're, you're going up those roads, and all of a sudden you've got, like... Like England. Yeah, yeah. Those dirty dogs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now you're not dealing with enemies, but, I mean, uh, monsters, per se, but you're dealing with, you know enemy factions and it's even interesting when you first start like the town you're in they don't like you uh, for whatever reason and like because i guess you're sort of an outsider right and uh you need to build up your reputation to even be able to like purchase things from the vendors there and stuff so a uh, pretty interesting game i would uh unfortunately the nature of just playing online with my sister is like the i haven't gotten a ton into like the actual lore of what's going on you know um Mm -hmm. You know, those games are sort of quick, quick moving. So unfortunately, it's right. one of those like it'd be better to sort of play single player to be able to get the story. But as far as the gameplay goes, it's pretty fun. And, uh, you know, it's it's not like the most beautiful game, but it's got like nice. It, like I said, the tone, it, it feels more dark and gritty, which is cool. Nice. Grim Dawn. Grim and how Dawn. old is that game? Um, You know what? Let's see. I th like <laughs> I want to say it came out uh, announced they announced it and uh, 2016. Okay. So it's a little old. There are a couple expansion packs for it as well, um, and and some other DLC stuff. But I think I saw two like notable expansions. Uh, so you know 
presumably like added big chunks. Yeah, uh, Grim Dawn's first expansion, Ashes of Malmuth, and second expansion, Forgotten Gods. That was actually just released uh, in March of this year. So you know, it's still they're keeping up with it. It seems like cool. And, uh, still, still cooking. Yes, she's still cooking, and it looks like it's coming to Xbox One, TBA. To be announced. Well, 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 well. Okay, well, let's. Is that? Are you done with Nintendo then? Uh, yes. I think you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. We're putting the Nintendo back in the drawer where it belongs. Exactly. That's where my Vita is, which is funny. Um, <laughs> the good old Vita. Anywho. All right. It's time to talk about a game that I think I cannot believe how the stars aligned for this to happen. Because last time Mick, or probably a couple times before Mick was on, we had a mystery history. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it right now and then come back and listen to this. Spoiler alert. All right. Well, what happens uh, if they're like, hey, Perry, what episode's that? I don't know. Look it up. You can find it on our on NWR. <laughs> look you know it what? up. I'll, I'll look it up right now. From, a, from it up. October, it's really, November, wasn't it? It's it's really easy to 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 look it up. I think because I think we can look up on on like right now. Mick, I'm looking up Mick Waits on our website right now. Nope. It, I think it was no. Nope, one fifteen. There we go. One fifteen. One fifteen. Uh, that's when you stop by for a quick mystery history round. So go listen to that now. If you want to, because I'm going to talk about this game, actually, which is amazing. Um, that's right. Mystery History. And we talked about this game called Space Station Silicon Valley. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. Now, this game, we had, I don't think we'd ever heard of it. Right, Casey? Nope. Like, or, you know, if we did, we'd, we'd forgotten about it. And, um... You know, it's an an N64 game. Uh, this old platformer, uh, I think from like '98 or or '99. October twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. There you go. Eight. And um, anyway, it was one of mix one of your favorite games, right? Along the yeah, essentially. You know, your... um, if you remember, I'd, I'd never heard of it, and the company I was working for was tasked with converting it to PlayStation from uh, That's N64. Right. And and because of that, I then got to know the game fairly well inside out, and really. And you actually completed that, right? That actually happened. Uh, the conversion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the we, game released on PS One, right? It, it released. Yeah, it came out under a different name of Evo Space Adventures, and it was somewhat butchered for taking out the more complicated levels that we couldn't be bothered with. And uh... Man, that is so funny. <laughs> that's amazing. The neutered that's version. Just, you know, that yeah. this doesn't happen anymore, does it? That kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Like we don't um, really have vastly different versions. Not really. Games. I mean, like yeah. I think it, like, like, like I think that still happened around like, I guess, where that happened was like Xbox 360 and like the Wii. Like, like the you know, Wii that, was that really. Standard definition. I feel like yeah, the Wii. But now was that the we're versions, in HD, yeah. now that we're in HD, all games are kind of parody the same. Yeah, the, the 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 graphics cards all tend to work in a much more similar way these days, and. And it all comes down to uh, RAM to store the high detail models and the textures, and then and then rendering power, I guess. So you'll you'll get games on Switch that uh, they don't look quite as nice as the counterparts, but unless you see them side by side, you don't really. Yeah, know. it's hard to tell. Like, they're not like 
usually all the contents there, you know, and like yeah. all like the yeah. Anyway, so I just think that's kind of a fascinating thing, like the like the Sega Super Nintendo days, right? With like the the different Disney games, right? Wasn't there like a different Aladdin or something like that, like made by two different teams, something I, like that? It sounds familiar. And they were and they were different games. I, I go back cool. even way before that when arcade games would get converted to uh, oh, to the home computers, these Sinclair Spectrums and go, Commodore yeah. 64s, and they were always each different version was done by completely different people. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, and then it's like those Kong, are right? those are really notable for when you put them side by side. Like, holy moly! Well, yeah, I mean, they some of the home computers anyway. Just the, there's no way they could create images the same as the other ones. Like the the spectrum the screen display for that was very very limited compared to say, the commodore 64 so you, the, you could never have them the same mm-hmm. but yeah i mean you think like donkey kong was on the atari <laughs> that, that's you know, crazy. There's, there's a version on the atari it's just it's weird anyway um there's also the, there's a version of what's that uh that game that came out on the switch the old nintendo arcade game for the first time like Skyskipper? Skyskipper, yeah. There's an Atari right, yeah. version of Skyskipper, too, which is just so interesting. But anyway, back to Space Station Silicon Valley. So it's so funny that we were going to have on Mick last week, but then he couldn't, but then Casey couldn't make it. So we just said, let's just save it to this week so we can all three do it. We should, and dang internet. I, bl- I want to put blame on the internet. I was ready Comcast, to go. Comcast, right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. I could, yeah, I could finally join in on the Comcast hate train. Casey always he loves joining in on hate trains. Well, um, a whole day wasted with no internet. Anyway, I I think I'm still under embargo about what I I'm reviewing uh, something called a Super 64, um, and uh, it's a it's an HD converter for the 64. And basically, I wanted to play Space Station Silicon Valley ever since. So Casey, so let's okay rewind to, to December. So this is like this game is a is a special game in Talk Nintendo because not only was it mystery history, it was one of the it was one of the uh, gifts that Casey got me this last past Christmas that we opened up on our on our infamous Christmas show, and um, and so ever since I got it, I was like, well, you know, you can hook up like your sixty four, like I, I still like on my on my TV my HD TV, it has like the yellow, white, and red inputs, right, <laughs> and like. If I don't know if you've ever hooked up a 64 to those, but it is awful. I mean, it is like dark mush. Like it looks just disgusting. It's scary looking. And I was like, I just don't want to play that game like that. And I I do want to like I know that there are some some things out there like HDMI converters and stuff. And I I even bought you know I bought like the yellow white red plug. What's that called? I can't remember what that plugin's called. Anyway, the yellow white and red plugin. Um, like a little converter box that converts it to HDMI off Amazon for like 12 bucks. I was like, I'll try this. It probably won't work, but I'll try it. And it didn't work at all. So, uh, anyway, so, but now I, I am, uh, I, I, this past week, I, I'm reviewing this uh, super 64 thing and you'll hear about that probably next week or the next week after. I don't know when the embargo, I can't remember, but I will talk about S- space station Silicon Valley. Cause now I finally have the perfect reason to talk about it and to, and to play it. Cause I finally can play it in HD. Um, and I've been immensely enjoying it. So the way, cause when, cause I was always, you know, ever since we talked about it for the mystery history, I always thought it looked really cool. Like it was like this, cause it was kind of like this lost forgotten 
uh, 3D 64 era 3D platformer that I'd never heard of, and it's like this actually looks really, and it has this really cool mechanic of like you're this little robot deal like spider tick thing that that you basically you you jump off you possess things basically i mean you possess uh, robots or animals or whatever are they animals or are they ro- are they well, robot the, versions of animals they're robot versions of animals and you're yeah, a microchip you're the, the only exactly. surviving part of yourself after the crash because you were a robot exactly. yourself and just the cpu well, survived yeah it's hilarious right so like it, it it's the game has an amazing sense of humor like yeah. it, it really it's funny like it's genuinely funny like like your missions are hilarious like turn on the computer thingy you know like turn <laughs> yeah. on like they don't know like, the turn on the big computer thingy you know it's like it, well it kind of has that kind of like that pikmin-esque thing of writing how an alien would view something you know so how like how they would like like cheeto would be like corn-based orange you know snack <laughs> snack you know anyway so but uh so it has some stuff like that, and, but yeah, it, you're like you're you're in this you're in this uh, spaceship, and there's the 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 scientist guy, the professor, and then the robot, and like the professor, I forgot exactly what happens, but oh, you're listening to the radio, that's what it is, <laughs> yeah, and he's like he's like, you know, turn this off, and uh, you know, I this isn't this this music is is too hip and too cool and it you know and and the robot says no and they get in a fight and the robot kind of smacks him and then he he goes unconscious and then they crash the <laughs> crash the plane <laughs> so that's that's the beginning of the and then so yeah so you're in the little microchip which it is a microchip but it, it looks like like it has like eight legs like it kind of yeah. like the gears kind of unfold and you can walk around and stuff and then so you possess little uh little animals and uh and it is weird because I'm glad they're robots because it is kind of weird. Like for instance, like you start off with a dog, and like you like one of the first missions is is you know uh, find a sheep, you know, and uh, and and get a hold of the sheep, and like you have to go and like you bite the sheep until it like dies, <laughs> <laughs> and it like fall, and it's like oh my goodness, like I, you know I don't want to I don't want to kill sheep, but they are robots, so it's okay. If they're robots, it's okay. Um, and then so, but every it's just so cool because it's it's. It's like Mar- it's like Mario Odyssey. I mean, it's almost exactly yeah. like Mario Odyssey. They copied it, didn't they? They totally did. They did. <laughs> Those cheating dogs. No, I mean, it's like it's just like throwing Cappy on anything, and then it 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 then it has this. They have their standard thing, and then their their special little thing that they can do. And it, there's uh, so far, I've, I've only played. I've only played like six missions so far, you know. Um, and, and, but like, you know, with that, there's been like a dog, a sheep, two, like three different kinds of sheep. One of them, like a hop, like a weird, cause they're robots, right? So one of them's like a screw sheep that like, can like, like oh, drill down yeah, and like, there's like a pogo like in stick. the water. Yeah. It's like a pogo stick. Yep. Yeah. And then there's a rabbit, there's a, a, a husky, um, uh, a, a, a mouse, um, all of these, and they're really cool. They all have different things, you know. And it's and and the funny thing is, it's it's like, it's really like Mario Odyssey. Like you know, like you you find this mouse, and then you once you find the mouse, and you you go over this little start line, like a little race start line, and suddenly this dog comes out of the shed next to you, and it's like, what's going on? Like this little event, and he goes, hey you, let's race, you know. And it's and it's and then let's race around the track, and then so you race. 
around the area and you try to beat him and and it's just you know and then it's it's perfect and then like you beat him and then like this golden mouse statue comes out of the ground it's just so random and so weird so wacky so weird but actually seriously super fun um in the same way of like and it's also it has a collectathon element in there too well like, it wouldn't also be an com- n64 yeah. 3d no, platformer no, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's not like it's not over but that's not the point of the game the collectathon is a really good way just to encourage you to go around and and, and search stuff and it's like okay i need to get up there how am i going to get up there i bet that i get something else that can get up there oh oh the sheep and like so for instance so uh you know okay so the dog can the dog can can run around it can bark and it can bite things to kind of so it you actually like it's like the perfect video game uh uh quest right get the sheep in the in the in the fenced in area what do you call it like this you know shepherd, shepherd in the state whatever yeah in the in the pen in the pen yeah and it's like so you go around and you have to nip at their heels to get them to go into the pen you know um and so you take control of the sheep well the sheep and this is hilarious but the sheep can jump and then if you hold the jump button they like hover in the air like so you can jump and like kind of float like tanuki style like uh, i was gonna say like a yoshi almost yoshi style yes it's like yes like yoshi but but you don't have to keep hitting it but yeah just like yoshi exactly the little like you hover up and down but you can yeah you can flutter and then that's how you jump on to different platforms and you get to the areas um and the the cool thing is i'm not like really like there is some camera sometimes some camera issues a little bit but honestly the controls feel really good and that's where i think that sometimes you play those old 3d platformers and they feel dated you know this one besides having to use the n64 analog stick which i always forget about (laughs) i I mean i always forget like wow the n64 i mean it's it's great for its time but like compared to anything else like it is pretty hard to use um it feels good The, the platforming feels fun and it's really fun coming from off of ukulele about this because it's very similar style it really is um but the funny thing is i it's almost like more fun because of the you're constantly getting new animals that you're you're i mean it's it's just it's just a classic go around the environment find new stuff that can do new things to get to different places and then do the random funny missions in the level and then you're done and it's all level based but it's this kind of this big open area and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, it's it's totally wacky of the era. It's and funny and actually fun. And I don't know. I think it's a it's kind of a must play for for N sixty four fans. And uh, you know, I, it's funny. I, I I took a picture of like my wall and I had it up there on my wall. And uh, Danny the Bivs, he's like, "Is that Space Station Silicon Valley?" And I'm like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> the but Bivs, uh, you know, that's so, so good. <laughs> good old the Bivs. But um, yeah. So it. it it's a game that I don't think anyone should should, should definitely check out. Um, it's definitely deserved of of a remaster, you know. I agree. It's definitely deserved of 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 a re-release. Um, and I don't like it. Like whether that be on some sort of virtual console, like it it should have been released on the virtual console. It's a really fun quality game that I'm really much enjoying. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I would highly recommend it, Casey. It's fun. You know, when you come visit, we'll definitely play through it. It'll be fun. And we'll stream it. Boom, baby. I'm in. That'll that, that'll be great. 
And then Mick, when you, you need to come at the same time. I, I shall do my best. I there think I'm working that day. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> well, we'll stream. You can, you can. The beautiful thing is we can stream it, and you can, you can be like you're right there. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend Space Station Silicon Valley for the Nintendo 64, made from Take Take Two, right? Or t- I yeah, think they were the two. publishers, right? I think isn't it Rockstar? Software. But I think that's pre-Rockstar, right? I think yeah, it's basically the company that Rockstar used to be. Because it, it's, I see, uh, yeah, publisher take two, uh, developers Rockstar North, Rockstar Lincoln. Okay. Which makes sense why they're just heartless jerks that can just run around and kill random things. Quite it's right. In, like Grand Th- it's basically Grand Theft Auto. It's in their DNA. Really what it is. Yeah, there you go. But, oh, that's uh, what they were called, wasn't it? DNA design? No, DMA. Anyway. DMA. Mix making things up. I'm not. I'm going on, on Wikipedia right now. Oh, there you go. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, I believe we have uh, one more game that was probably, well, I was going to make some segue about how Luigi's Mansion was probably going to be like planned on the 64, but got moved to the GameCube. And But we're not talking about Luigi's Mansion. We're talking about Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. get into the vampire talk um okay. yeah so dark moon i've i've literally i'm super duper early into this game um so i, I don't have a much to talk about but I, I had to talk about a little bit in tendy goodness and this is a game i didn't really like uh when it first came oh. out i ended up on the 3ds yeah i ended up playing like i think like i said i think i, I played like six hours worth because it was always when you go back to that beautiful play log and it tells you like which you know, which game you played the longest, uh, which game, like, like on average, you played the longest. And that was, like, my the longest because around that time, I guess I just wasn't playing a lot of 3DS. So it was, like, that game was just in my 3DS for a long time. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was one of those games that it just, I didn't love the structure of the game. Um, you know, in the first Luigi's Mansion, it's very open. You can sort of go throughout in New Moon, or, jeez, I gotta change that, the doc keeps saying New Moon. Um, in Dark Moon, it's, like, mission-based. So there's, like, a lot of, like, you get in there, you do some things, and then all of a sudden you get pulled out of the mansion to, oh, you completed this, okay, congrats. And then you go back in and you explore a different section of the mansion, um, you know, and you're sort of limited to that area. And it just, it, it sort of, I feel like, took away... The greatest part of Luigi's Mansion is having that, um, the freedom to explore the mansion itself. And it's funny, you know, I guess if you look at my general uh, preference with games, you'd think I'd like the mission structure better, but uh, with Luigi's Mansion, it wasn't such a big open world or anything. Like, it was, it was big enough that you could explore, but not, you know, be overwhelmed. So, this mission structure, yeah, it was like, ah, don't love it, um, but... And I, I, honestly, another part of it, I think, is probably it being, it's not really like a handheldy game. It's kind of more like a, like, I, I, to me, I, I feel like it's more, obviously, the 3D is more engrossing. But I think it's more of like a big, you know, a big screen type game. Not to draw a line there, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I, I kind of agree with everything that you've, there's something about the exploration with within the, 
the, how long the game is. I guess it's just too long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Uh, yeah, um, and I think it's like um, I think people, it's like a 12, 13 hour game, give or take. So you know, it's definitely uh, beats. I think it's longer than that. Yeah, it definitely uh, beats out. You know, um, the what call it? The previous one. You know, the original is pretty darn short like I, I was telling you earlier it could be like three hours long you know what i mean like you could get yeah. through it but yeah. um i i'm giving it a second uh try on a couple of fronts first and foremost it was voted for the patreon plays game of the month so you know a lot of people playing over in discord and we're gonna have a patreon exclusive podcast that sort of goes nitty-gritty into all things Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, but it's also a game I did want to revisit, especially since I'm so excited for 3 that, you know, I felt like I had to give it another Dude. shake, right? Um, yes. So, as I was saying, I'm, I'm very early. I've only done, like, a mission or two, uh, but did, oh, I missed that 3D, man. Oh, baby. Isn't it amazing? It, yeah, the 3D is so good on the 3DS. I just... It's a dang shame that, like, some of the later Nintendo games just completely was, was like, nah, forget it. Like, we're not even going to bother. Um, I know uh -huh. that probably the 2DS being more, you know, prevalent, you know, is probably part of that. Like, eh, like, we don't really need it. But, yeah, so far, like I said, it's it, the first mission is super hand, hand-holdy. It's like, just let me go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it feels good in the sense that, you know, you're, you're, sucking up those monster those uh those ghosts and you're you're sort of exploring and finding some gems and stuff it feels weird without like that second stick you know what i mean like i feel like it, it totally is going to feel better on the switch having uh like free range of luigi and you know your vacuum at the same token where like on the 3ds is very much like up or down left or right you know like you don't have that full complete control um you know just because of the how the controller is laid out and the c stick doesn't work sadly that where the c nub on the new 3ds right. xl doesn't really do anything right. but yeah uh, i'll probably talk a little bit more about luigi's mansion as i get deeper into it and then probably save you know the lion's share for when we get over onto that good old uh patreon plays podcast but i am yeah. happy to uh yeah. you know dust off that old 3ds jam back in there Dude, isn't mm. isn't it amazing yeah man I, i've i mean i've always loved my 3ds so I, i'm always no, happy I to go back and and give it a little play you know yeah man it's it's such a good system um yeah so look forward to the patreon plays podcast uh which uh our um our let's see what which tier is it it's our five dollar tier that would be to which join is... in on the call um yeah. yeah, if for just a dollar, you know, you get access to all of the, um, you know, Discord channel and everything but where like, it's all, all the yeah, discussions. If, if you're listening down. to this right now and you want to be on the podcast, if you go in and if you are a contributor, $5 tier, you can actually be on that podcast, which would be really cool. You so. can talk to Jimmy about um, some Luigi. Yep. I'd like to join that podcast. But you won't. But I won't, because Casey won't let me. Because I don't have no time. I can. Well, I don't know. Maybe I won't be. When is that? Uh, it's at the, it's end, at end of the end month. Of this month, right? I might be pretty busy. Yeah. But uh, you know, the end of the month. Yep. That workload, you know. Jimmy's gonna gym. Um, you don't need to lie to me. 
Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, it's the eShop Roundup. Sun shining through my window. And we are back for the new eShop Roundup LL. Ooh-wee. The new eShop Roundup. Yeehaw! So, Perry. The winner. Do you have Zivina? <laughs> we have Zivina. That's right. And that is uh, of our last giveaway, which is for Selma and the Wisp from wisp, last week. Wisp, wisp, uh, this, yeah, this really cool looking platformer. Um, and uh, this is uh, Samet... Akutan, Akutan, Mr. Akutan, uh, and yes, it's at uh, at blogutan, b l o g u t a n, um, and he's our winner this week. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! So uh, good job, and uh, thank you for entering. There was forty uh, entries this week, so there you go. I gotta say, one out of forty chance. That's pretty. It's a pretty good odds, like compared to like any lottery. It's you know. Now, you know, only if it was for a million dollars. Mick, Mick, do you have the lottery over in England? Uh, we we have far too many lotteries now. We started with one in about 97, which my wife got the third best prize on within the first few weeks of it opening, um, before I knew her. And uh, oh. since then, they've, <laughs> they've introduced far too many new games. And I think they seem to think that the more options they gave people of winning the more money they'd get in from people just buying more and more tickets but i think people just spread the money over the different ones instead mm. so they keep having to revamp it to try and make the prizes worthwhile it's a pretty ingenious little scheme they got going they got jimmy over here he, he's just waiting for his lucky day i haven't bought you, a lottery ticket in a while to be honest mm, well i've you had to be in it to win it. yeah you gotta be in it to win it I've had some I've had some success with the ten dollars scratch off, but man, there's nothing worse than losing a ten dollars scratch off. You're like, you know what that could have been? A delicious cheeseburger and fries and the works. And uh, yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> but we have a, of course, you know, we give away a game each week, and this week we do have Mick Waits here, and he has released a couple games on the Switch um, that we've talked about many a time, and so. Which game are we giving away this week, Mick? Well, I, I think it makes sense to give away Miles and Kilo, since uh, one thing I didn't mention earlier is the the version 1.2 patch launched on Switch oh, just yes. the end of last week. Casey, have you seen this? I have not. Oh my goodness, this is so cool. Okay, yeah, we're gonna give away Miles and Kilo. Heck yeah! Ooh-wee. Now, now, um. Uh, explain the patch real quick. So the first thing it's we added really to cool. the patch was a um, assist mode. So like in some of the Mario games, mode? if you lose too many lives, a little dragon fruit item appears at the start of the level. If you collect that, you can double jump and just smash your way through any enemies. You're invulnerable, so basically. cool. Just it about. It looks so cool, too. So that, that <clears throat> people who've been struggling and got stuck, this will probably help them get to the next level and the other feature which only took about three weeks of my life so please make use of it um (laughs) (laughs) uh, we've implemented online leaderboards for the switch version which is something i've not really dabbled with before doing online stuff so yeah it was it was a good experiment i've enjoyed doing it and uh there's people already on there who've knocked me off the top spot so 
Boom. Now, is that is that time or points? There's there's four different boards. There's uh, the number of times you've actually completed the game, which is just basically how much a measure of how much you love it. Um, and then there's oh, three that are based entirely around the time attack mode, which unlocks after you've played the main story mode. So there's one for the fastest completion time. So if you're a speedrunner, this is the one for you. Um, what's the what's the record right now? Do you do you have that? Oh, you, what's it around? I, I don't have my switch in front of me to check. Um, oh, I can check. So I can can I check on mine then? Uh, go on, I'll give you permission. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I didn't like. Is it something you can easily just check? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on the, main menu, the patch downloaded leaderboards. Sorry, anyway, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. I mean, it might be a little later, but and then anyway, yeah, that's cool. The other ones are the highest scoring time attack mode, and the last one is the fewest deaths. So I don't know if we've got anyone on zero on Switch yet for that one, but there are on other platforms. There's quite a few people on zero on uh, on Xbox. So come on, Switch players! Cool. Heck yeah, man! Make us Heck proud! Heck yeah, that's so cool! Well, so go and retweet our giveaway. Click that, that description big, beautiful. Button. Uh, Miles and Kilo icon uh, with Miles and Ke- and his dog Kilo running Arf. on the tropical island towards the camera. It's such a great icon, by the way. Great mm, icon. Mm. Um, and uh, we'll, I can't wait to whoever. And you know what? It's so funny. I, this last couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I really just want to play through that game again. Um, so wait. I'm going to do that. Now you've got a good excuse, though. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, and it can um, be for any reason. how the bad code. he is compared to the rest of the world. <laughs> Maybe I can. <laughs> well, what's the, what's that to you? Um, okay, well, it's time for our picks of the week. Picks of the week. So I don't think a lot of games released this last week. You know what it is, or was, I should say. It's because we recorded on Friday morning. <gasps> oh, that's right. So, so last week's that's eShot right. Round, we jumped the gun on what would probably have been this week's eShop Roundup picks. That's why I, I've only got one game. I see you still managed to get a runner-up because our, our, right. our, our pool was smaller this time around. This, this, and this actually might be have been from last week too, but that's okay um, because that counts because it, it, it still looked kind of cool. Um, real quick before we get into that, I want to mention I, I did open up the leaderboards um, and uh, you can, it's cool. It has the top, like I'm looking at the top eight for time attack. And it highlights Mix because he's a friend of mine. It, hi- it shows your friends. Boom! Like it highlights. Indeed, it does. That's really cool. So, so yeah, the 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 the, the number one is 17 minutes and 11.5 seconds, where Mick is on number four. He's number four at 18 minutes 48.9 seconds. So, I'm gonna be probably you know 120. Working away. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, cool. Um, if you look on that, Oceanic Mike is the original developer. Oh, Mike. Okay, good. It is Mike. That's good. So you just have Nevada and Floof in between there. <laughs> that dang Floof. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that's good that Mike. We got to get Mike on the show sometime. He's, he's, I don't think he likes public appearances. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. But we're just going to gush about his He game. just doesn't gonna... like Perry. Okay, you can, that's, we said we wouldn't say that. <laughs> that's right. You know what? Yeah. Okay, so picks of the week. This is this has been a fun episode. Um, yeah, Attack of the Toy Tanks. 
Attack of the Toy Tanks. I'm a sucker for tank games. Um, I, I, I've always loved tank games. I, there's something about the simplicity of them. I think that uh, moving around, shooting, and this is a top-down a top down looking game, um, and it's set in like a toy, like it's a, of course it says the toy tanks. I don't know what the tack part is, but um, it's set kind of like, like, like a kid's toy, um, like toys. And it looks just like good old clean fun, and it's five bucks, and I think it's even on sale for $3.99 right now. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, check this game out. Um, if and I, I'm assuming it's a local multiplayer game. I probably should. Yeah, yeah, you can play with two players. So it just looks cute. Um, it's from Rattalaika Games. <laughs> Do you know how to pronounce that, Mick? I, I say Rattalaika. Um, yeah, uh, Rattalaika. That, that's what I think okay. it is. He, he's a big, good guy. Big pet uh, he's helped me a lot on uh, some of my Sony development answers. Um, when I've been stuck on things, I've, I've yeah. contacted him, and he's he's a good guy. Yeah. He. Uh, did you know yeah. that pet that coming just in? Just pet peeve of mine. Did you huh? know that uh, that Mick knew him, or is that just? No, I didn't. Hmm. No, I mean, I know I have a f I have a few. Uh, I know some people that know him, so yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't. Yeah. Anyway, pet peeve of mine, not having a name that's phonetic. You know, like, like four horses. There you go. It's four. It's not. Fower. It's actually Fowry pronounced Fower. Yeah. Fower horses. It's not the. It's not the number four. It's just Fower <laughs> horses. Um. Anyway, Attack of the Toy Tanks. Really good. We, we're really waffling here. Um. That's alright. That's okay. Waffle That's away. Okay. Uh. And I'll go ahead. Well, why don't you give your pick of the week then? All right. My pick of the week. Cyrilim three. Cyrilim three. Sure. Cyrilim. S I R A L I M three for the beautiful, beautiful price of fourteen dollars and ninety eight cents. Um, this is quote unquote the ultimate monster catching RPG. Over seven hundred monsters you can not only collect them but you can breed them. Um, yeah, it looks like a cute little, uh, cute little uh, like you know, obviously sort of a Pokemon style it's game, like a, right? It's like a, yeah, like a. But not necessarily in in looks. Yeah. It's much more retro looking. Um, you know, especially I guess compared yeah. to the more modern, um, the more modern Pokemon. But yeah, like the battles, like it, the it, the monsters uh, have interesting designs. You know, it looks like it could be a, a cute little RPG. And I, it's the third one of these. Yeah, you know, it's been wow. It's got such a yeah. great response. This has, I guess, since I'm in since I'm in pet peeve. If 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 you both are looking at screenshots, mm -hmm. and if anyone looks this up, scaling sprites is not a good thing. I don't like that. I don't like when sprites are different sizes. Mm. Um, and this has this, you know, like you'll set that big. I just think it, it sticks out. Um, also, the menu design, the the uh, the font, and it's like the alignment and stuff. It and there's different like on the same screen. There are different fonts, literally like in the same text box, and that's just a big no no, a big no no. But anyway, that's just on the on that side for me. For uh, for the design side, Perry's shooting down it's my funny. pick of the week. Well, well, what's funny is like <laughs> the the picture. It looks really cool, right? Like that 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 first picture, like with like the like the the key art and stuff that, with all the monsters and stuff on. It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And and the and the and the art design, like the colors, does look cool. But you know what I'm talking about with like the different. No, the no, different yeah, sprites. no, I, I see, I see you what, what I'm talking about. Anyway, fourteen dollars and ninety eight cents. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, strange. Strange. There you go. And then my pick of the week is Hyperlight Ultimate. Ooh. Hyperlight Ultimate. That game, I, yeah, I, uh, that game looks pretty cool. I think that we have this game or a version of this on 3DS that we talked about one time, or it looks a lot like it. Very, like, Geometry Wars looking uh, 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 shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like a, is it a, is it a twin stick shooter? Kind of looks like a twin uh, yeah, stick I'm shooter. Yeah, I'm not exactly yeah. sure, but. So I can't tell. I can't tell if they're always, but it's multiplayer. It's up to four players. It's just one of those games where a billion things is happening on the screen, but it looks really nice. Like a very neon looking, you know, like bright and just crazy and kind of like, it definitely needs like a seizure warning you know, <laughs> at the beginning of it. Um, but, Play uh, at your cool own game. risk. Yep. It's eight ninety nine. Um, are you ready to sprint into the fastest, frantic, and insane high-intensity experience that Hyperlight has ever offered? I don't know. But it's exclusively I, on the Switch. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. To be honest, I'm just not quite sure. Yeah. Anyway, so that will do it. For Endless Mick, do you have a pick of the week? Well, Miles if, and it's, Kilo. if it's for games that are out by the time this uh, podcast broadcasts, then uh, yeah, I'd go sure. for Eagle Island. Eagle Island? Yeah, have you seen that one on the eShop? No. It's sort of a Metroidvania-looking platform adventure with uh, amazing pixel artwork. Hmm. And and that's all I need to know about it to know that it's clearly going to be great. Um, Oh, I did see... I did see an announcement for this game, and I think I did see... uh, Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Is this this is coming out this week? Yeah, on the uh, 11th. Oh, wow. Says. Um, this looks really, really, really neat. I did see a trailer for this. I, and yeah. I'd seen it Perry on Twitter when it was Perry in development. Perry, buy right now? Yeah. I, I'd, I'd seen it you when it was in, in development um, on Twitter, and the, they were showing it off at um, EGX when I was down there last year. So I sort of went over and said, Please tell me you haven't got a Switch version of this coming, because I'd quite like to uh, assist uh-huh. you with that. But obviously they did have. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> so way ahead of you. You're the only guy asking people like, you're not, you're not bringing it to Switch, right? Because I want the opportunity to bring it to Switch. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, good pick, Eagle Eye. Check it out. It's 19.99. It's coming July 11, 2019. I don't even know what to, what is today. Today is the ninth. Right. So the ninth. So the day, the day that this podcast releases. So go check it out. Um, that definitely looks like a game that will make its rounds, and I bet you'll hear from other people about it. So Yeah. Cool. Well, the eShop Roundup is done, which means that it's time for the... News Talk with Cassie Gibbons. Yes, sir. And I believe earlier you teased something, wasn't that, Perry? I did, but before that, there's a tease before the tease. A double tease. Um, and, and I'm guessing that you didn't listen to last week's episode. Nope. <laughs> there might have been... You might want to go listen to a certain jingle that might have just happened on last week's episode. I'm just saying, everyone else just heard it. You haven't heard it. You might not be prepared for it. Oh, boy. So, I'm just saying. It might, it might be a remastered version. Remaster but, of the uh, news block? It actually was a... Uh, it was in honor of Shad Welch, which is our uh, a great listener of ours. It's for his birthday... He asked me if I could, uh, if I could make a new jingle, and I, I, I happily obliged. 
funnily enough, I'm pretty sure Estuardo asked the same thing, uh, like a long time ago, and I just completely I was like, no, <laughs> no, I know. I Screw you, that. Estuardo. No I, no, I just I think I just totally had forgotten about it, and then uh, yeah, now it had came back. So there you go, check it out. But yes, we did tease a world exclusive. Mm. Now Mm-mm-mm. we talked about a lot about the 3DS earlier with Luigi's Mansion. And we also did talk a lot about Miles and Kilo. Mm. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know what would be perfect, Casey? Well, I don't know, Perry. What would be perfect? It would be perfect if Miles and Kilo came out on the Vita. I think that that would I be. I think it's already out. Really co- <laughs> Your dreams have come true. No, no, no. It's not out yet. Nope. I lied. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. a good trip. I'm working on it right now. In between yep. talking, right. can you hear him on the keyboard? Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah, he's working on it right that, now. He doesn't have much time. No, uh, it would be cool to see Miles and Kilo on the 3DS. I think that, you know, especially with that stereoscopic 3D. Oh, man. Right? It should be a beaut, that's for sure. I, I agree. Cool I, I would love to see that. You know what? Well, make it I think happen. I literally, I literally just saw that. I think he just held it up to the Skype. Yes, that's right. We're all teasing it. We're all joking around miles and kilo is coming to the 3ds because now uh, could you go ahead make and explain what happened and and why it's coming and stuff well i mean it was it was in doubt for a while as to whether i would make it for the 3ds or not because miles and kilo originally is written in a language that doesn't run on the 3ds c sharp and there's no engine available or the engine that's that's used for it which is monogame uh, there's no way to get that running on the 3ds but there is on just about every other system um and it makes sense if you've got a fully working game in one language to just use that same code base for every version so that if you make changes on one you're not having to change that and and copy it over to different um code bases so once once I'd finished with Kid Trip on Sony systems, um, I wanted to work on Miles and Kilo next, and I actually sort of started trying to prepare for the process in about October last year. And to this day, I'm still not in a position where I can even compile the game using the original Monogame engine. So. I've sort of abandoned that, and I'm now doing what I wasn't planning to do, which is rewriting the game line by line from scratch in C++ to run on on my in-house engine, the one that was used for um, Kid Trip, and mm-hmm. purely for Vita and PS4. But the very nice side effect of that is it also runs on 3DS. So boosh, Heck yeah, yeah man. absolutely. And I'm I'm actually so dreams can come true. I've I've actually set it up as well so that whenever I add a new graphic to the screen, get it to draw something new. Because at the minute it's only rendering part of the main menu. Um, if I try and run it without setting a 3D depth for any graphic element, it actually refuses to run. So yes, <laughs> that's what all devs should have. So the in their the uh, the 3DS <laughs> version is very much the uh, the primary driver now for this. So oh, heck awesome, yeah, dude. dude, dude, that's so awesome! I cannot wait. I, Ooh, I do yeah. not see the point of doing a 3DS game and not doing 3D graphics. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. Well, you, it's good to well, know that Mick is not a monster. I know. <laughs> Remember when Jules was first on before Chicken Wiggle, like the first time we we did talk about it, and like at that time he was like gonna make Chicken Wiggle without 3D. Uh, and I remember I was like, oh, no. Don't do it. I genuinely was like, no, like you can't. Like you can't do that. And he ended up not being a monster as well. And I would have done the same thing. But the thing is, is see, Mick, he's so smart. He he made it, it, it impossible <laughs> like, to do. But, uh, like, believe me, every time when I've been running it, it goes, nope, you've not set the 3D depth on this. It's like, oh, I've made it. Should I have put that in? But no, <laughs> it, it would have been an absolute pain to go and retrofit it in all the places where I'd have forgotten to do it. So, Yeah, and so you have, I mean, I guess, Digger Dan is, that is four horses, right? Yeah, that's entirely me. Okay. So so you have, that's right. So you have that, and that has excellent 3D. And then you have, um, then you have Kid Trip, yeah, which is excellent. Which is so, which is so funny because I remember when Casey, did you review Kid Trip? He did. Yep. Yes, I did. That's right. And it was just like remember that came out like we saw that on the eShop Roundup, which is I think that was an instant purchase. And we're like, man, look at that! It's so cool, you know. And uh, it's so cool that now we're to the point where the sequel's coming out, and and we're and we're showing it off exclusively yeah i've gone back and actually listened to that episode as well um and it was it was before we'd ever spoken to each other so it was it's really nice to hear people speaking honestly about your game without feeling right? any debt towards you like they've got to be nice because they know you so yeah it's really exactly good. exactly so i blew my opportunity to talk trash Yep. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think if I remember correctly, because I remember I was actually really interested in the game too. So I was listening to. He was kind of reviewing it for me, and I remember it being like, well, for Kid Trip, being like, it's amazing. And the only thing that you could say that you didn't like about it was that it, how short it was. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just it's done. It's you know, but you, you know, want it's more, a me, nice brisk bite. You know, it's it, but, but it's, it's like, like a yeah. plenty of like tastes beautiful you know there's nothing worse than a song than, than, than a, a game that overstates its welcome so and i think that miles and kilo is the exact same way so miles and kilo i said it on the show it's a 10 out of 10 game for me so i i love it i can't wait to play in 3ds what i want what i want to see is i want to see a physical version of it on the 3ds limited run which is just insane uh, i know it's insane i want to see the same thing i'd love to Absolutely. it would be cool to have a a four, I guess it well, would that, be. Well, yeah, you could do like what uh, the Atui collection. What Jules right? is doing, yeah. The four horse. Yeah. Well, you need, yeah, you'd have three. You need a fourth horse though. You could put, you could put Digger Dan on there too. Well, Digger Dan, could you though? Kid Trip, in could theory. you do that? Yeah. Then you'd in have Miles and Kilo. You, you'd almost would need one more game. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need the fourth horse horses. But, I mean, right. the, there's a lot of sense in that, other than the fact that I've. By the time I could write a fourth game, the 3DS will be forgotten. Yeah, it'll never be yeah. forgotten. It's pretty crazy <laughs> that Atui Collection's coming out. That's so. It's just, but, dude, I know. I I I I wish there was a 4DS coming out. There's I still so hope, baby. That. There's still hope. There is still hope. There's still hope. Yeah. Nintendo's wacky. Yep. But it, it's not happening. But dude, I'm really excited for Miles and Killer to come Maybe out. Maybe the 4DS that, will um, actually just be the Switch successor, and the four will stand for 4K. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you have it. You gonna bet your life on it, Casey? Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing to lose, right? <laughs> yeah, your life is already in my hands. It's already so. gone. 
That's beautiful. Well, well, um, a lot of hours yeah, of your I, life could be gone playing this next game, Perry. That's right. Which I have a feeling you won't be playing. And that is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, it is now um, via the game director. He says 80 hours for each house. Ugh. Which now that totally that's if like you if you do like yeah the, that the, that totally the relationship mm-hmm. dating sim in it. Well, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that's an integral part of the game as well. But I'm thinking that's probably like you know devs and directors they're gonna overpromise. So maybe it's 40 to 50 hours, but that's still a beefy mm-hmm. beefy campaign. Um, and then especially if, if, if it's for if that's. Is that 240 hours? That, I guess that's what they're claiming, right? I mean, yee. Yeah, I mean. What's with Fire Emblem, man? It's it's so funny. It's like Awakening came out, and then it did really good. And it's like, okay, make 13 Fire Emblem games. Hey, man, they've all been selling, though. So you can't, can't defeat their logic. Uh, they oh, get, I know, but do that with Advanced Wars. Yeah, but then, you don't get then, the waifus in Advanced Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. What a shame. And people love what, their waifus, What an ultimate man. shame. I don't like my waifus. <laughs> the, par- the power of waifu, I'm telling you, man. Like, people love anime, and they love being able to, to shack What's a waifu? A, wa- a waifu? That's your girl, man. What is it? That's your waifu. Is that really what it is? It's a girl? Well, it's like your like, wife. You're like your anime waifu. You've never heard of okay. that before? I've, I still don't. I've never really played a game with that in it. I, 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 so I don't really understand it, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, like a romantic. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like anime. Like anime is kind of weird because it's like what qualifies as anime? Japanese animation is that what anime? You know what I mean? I guess yeah. Well, waifu kind of is just thing, like you know? you're like, oh, like in um like persona, like which you know, which person did you end up marrying? You know, that's your waifu. Anyway, it's just weird. Like who who cares? Pe- a lot of people. <laughs> Why? Because what do you mean? Why? <laughs> it's weird. Why do you enjoy platformers? You know, because they're fun. People have fun picking their waifus. I know. I don't. I don't see how that'd be fun though. For you, you sex Mick, pervert. Do you have any waifus? Um, not with me in this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I, it's, it's not something I've ever encountered either. Yeah. So I, I, it's kind of. It's just kind of. It's. I just don't know about it. So. We've got but Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like waifus, Casey? Do you do you enjoy that aspect? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like my end all be all, you know. But like playing Awakening, like you've played Awakening, right? Yeah. So therefore, you've picked a waifu before. Mm, Who'd you get married to? No. And have your child. I don't remember with? picking. I don't remember doing that at all. So it's like maybe like that's what's weird about it to me it's like you mean like part of the game where that ha- but it's, like it's just like all right that- so an awakening right your main character shacks up and then you guys have a child that comes from the future and fights with you right it's like technically like that would be like your waifu you got married to the but like that's just a part of the story exactly like, why is that like- but people love the like relationship aspect of it okay so it's like right. oh i love this character like she's my fav- favorite girl you know my waifu I, that's just weird. Like, why is it called waifu? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Why, it's just a weird. It's just weird I mean, to me. Girlfriend, wife, and wife. Yeah, waifu. All right. I don't know. Uh, I I can't right. tell you the origins of it. But anyway, yeah. I mean. So yeah, I, I think Mick would say that. It, then what? What's the virtual uh, in-laws? <laughs> um, you just add 
In law you. you. <laughs> Isn't that, Nick, didn't you say, like, you don't have multiple wives because you'd have twice the in-laws or something like that? Uh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what's point. the punishment for bigamy? It's uh, multiple in-laws. That's right. I was going to say more than one. Jeez, there's not enough time in the day. Exactly. I'm perfectly so. okay with just one. Anyway, moving along here to some more anime. Well, not quite anime. Pokemon. In Pokemon, it was uh, sort of announced... How is Pokemon not anime? Well, I mean, the game isn't really anime, but I guess it sort of is. Regardless. Um, Not all Pokemon will be available in Sword and Shield. Um, That's right. Even via the bank. So, like, if you pay for the bank, or which I guess it's going to be Pokemon Home, right? That's, like, the new version Mm -hmm. of it coming. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if you have Pokemon that, you know, from previous gens in your bank, you won't be able to bring them to mm-hmm. Sword and Shield or specific ones, not all of them, obviously. And uh, I guess it came down to sort of being like, hey, you know, this is a new game. Like, you know, it's we're, we need all these new assets. Like, we want to make the animations good and everything. So instead of just, like, yeah, rushing. Yeah, I think that's a bunch of yeah. complete bullcrap. I think that's a bunch of complete bullshit. Now, do you think this is an egregious party foul? Like they should be ashamed of themselves for not allowing all these Pokemon? I, I don't or? get it. I, I, I don't. It's like Pokemon is one of the biggest games in the world. You have so many resources. How can you not? It's like how can you not keep up with this? And how can? And it's so important to the fan base. It's just, it's a very interesting thing to me. And it's just so, and like I said, Game Freak, they are so lazy. Like they, like the, like the laziest remastering port thing ever was, was the, not that it was bad, but just lazy. Well, here's the thing. There is 807 Pokemon, not including the new Pokemon. So is, is it to be expected moving forward, right? With every iteration now, obviously, right, so this is through seven generations. So you're averaging over 100 Pokemon per generation. Um, is it to be expected that just with every generation, every single Pokemon should be in that game? So, like, you know, 10 years from now when they're on generation whatever it is, you know, like, they're, oh, like, yeah, every, all 1,700 Pokemon should absolutely be in that game. Yeah, I would say so. I, I would say because it, I don't think... Like especially now, like with with models and stuff, like it's not they should be able to reuse make assets that can be reused in the future. Well, I I bet you moving you know forward, I mean? like I, I guarantee I don't want to say guarantee, but I would imagine the next generation on Switch, uh so this this will be gen eight. So gen nine, you know, will reuse those ones and maybe that one does feature all of the Pokemon or like a more um you know, a bigger selection. Yeah, I just think that it's like, hey, you have this franchise, and the whole point is got to catch them all. A big part of it is collecting and getting all of the Pokemon, and it's really weird that how suddenly now you're now you're just saying, oh, you know what? It's too much work. We're not gonna do all of them. Please understand. And I just think it's like it's not like we're talking about. I cannot think of a, of a Star Fox here. You know, it's not like it's not like a, it's like this is Pokemon. You know, it's kind of a big deal, and it's kind of ruins the the whole mood of that. Like, there's this whole huge set of of Pokemon out there, and I want to collect them all, but now I can't. 
you know. I just say that's that's the game. And so I think that if you're going to create this thing, you might have to be the, you know, I guess it's just kind of finally come to uh it's it's so it's come to this basically. <laughs> uh you know. So I don't know. I mean, I understand it. I don't care personally. I don't care personally, but I, I think that um it is kind of a shame because it, it, it and then like and then like you know they're coming out a like game freaks coming out saying that Pokemon is like their back burner game, which like did you hear that like no. like they have they have two teams and their their first team is is developing new stuff and their second team is doing their Pokemon. That's got to be incorrect. <laughs> like I can't imagine they would put the the A team not on the big Pokemon game. Although granted. Pokemon has become pretty cookie cutter. I mean, it become it's always been pretty cookie cutter, right? In in the sense of how it it operates, you know, um, like oh, you know, I feel like it's pretty formulaic at this point. I don't know. It seems like uh, weird though, because obviously that's where they make all their their bread and butter. Yep, they said Team One and Team Two. Team One is a Gear Project, which works on developing original game properties. Team Two is the Pokemon team. Maybe they just want to make Team 1 feel better. Like, we'll give you the number one even though you guys are a bunch of losers. Yeah. <laughs> town, man. Where's Town? Exactly. I don't know. Team so, 1, hard, it's hard just, work. <laughs> Pokemon. Mick, you ever played Pokemon? Uh, a little bit. I think I tried to get into the original, one of the original Game Boy games many years after it launched. But I was... I was at an age when Pokemon first came out. They just didn't really appeal to me, didn't really grab me. So I've I've never got on that train mm-hmm. really. Mm. Yeah, uh, they're really cool. And the, the I think Casey, the other weird part of this whole thing is the whole Pokemon bank. You know. Yeah, like, that's that's the like to me. I don't you know, care it's like, that all the Pokemon aren't available, but. I'm also not the guy paying for bank to keep my Pokemon coming through. So I can see where they would be like upset and annoyed. But at the same token to me, it's like, you know what? And and even so, I feel like with Pokemon Let's Go was really my like come to moment where it was like, you know what? I feel like especially like, oh, I replayed this. Like I end up with the same few Pokemon, right? Like I gravitate towards those where like this would be like, hey, now you can't go you know, use this Pokemon you've always used, like, go try something new, you know, and, like, that was with my Let's Go, I was like, I'm gonna try playing with a bunch of Pokemon that I've not played with before, like, like my Graveler, R.I.P., um, Mm. that poor guy, uh, and, like, the, the the Grimmer, right, or whatever the heck it is, yeah, like, all those Pokemon I don't normally use, I was trying to sort of shuffle in, so I think with this, it's like, hey, if I can't sort of fall back on commonplace pokemon it's like i'm gonna have to go out there and find some new ones you know see this is why i love you casey because the the eternal optimist cassie gibbons yep which i you know and i i we finally i have to speaking of which we finally had a win perry last night new york sports finally had a w oh really big pete (laughs) alonzo won the home run derby it was amazing see and it makes it's all yeah so I mean, I know, I know. Sitting here looking for the, the, you know, the that is a good pro, and that's a good point, Casey. That you know, try out new stuff, and it's but it's kind of like Splatoon, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and know? I feel like, like you said, most of it's these like salmon people... run being available only at certain times. Yeah, it's that, like, nah. just let me do what I. I want bought to the do. game, dang it. 
Um, yeah. I guess and it's, that's, what would be annoying, too, is, like, the people probably upset about this are the ones that want to play competitively, right? Um, so it's yeah. like they've... And, and again, uh, I mean, where it's like, hey... And the people who bought Pokemon Bank on their 3DSs, that, like, you know, it was, like, a, a thing for... They pay yearly. Like, What's I think the that's whole like, point of this thing? It's, like, it's just... It's bizarre. I think it's $5 it's a lazy. year. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. But... We are done with the news block, and we are going to get into the Twitch Lagoon. The Twitch Lagoon. Yes, yes, yes. We've got some good stuff going over on Twitch. First off, we got affiliated. So now a Nintendo World Report TV. Well, not TV. Just Nintendo World Report on Twitch. Um, we get we can get your subs now. We can get them Twitch Prime subs, which is pretty cool. But uh, those are cool. Yeah, I subbed. Yeah, we. Uh, during no, your you didn't. Jill did. <laughs> Jill did actually. <laughs> she has the Amazon Prime. If anyone has Amazon Prime, just who has it, you know, and you just use it, there is a thing that you could do completely for free for us, uh, and it'd be awesome. And you, because it's just it, you just go to Twitch Prime, and you can go to Nintendo World Report on Twitch, and you can sub to us you get one free every month and it's like five bucks yeah it's free normally, five bucks but you get one for free well, i was gonna say and even and if you don't give it to us give it to somebody you know don't let it go to waste yeah it's like you're it's part yeah, of your, but if, your benefit of course no we no want give it. it to us of course we want it but no i mean honestly <laughs> it's like i love watching streamers so it's like don't you know if you don't give it to us give yeah. it to somebody but um it is cool so but yeah we but yeah. uh we did the stream last saturday and that was really fun that i played fun. a bunch of levels uh viewer and uh, listener levels that were sent in um this week we've got a quite the weekend of streaming lined up i'm going to be streaming uh 11 a.m eastern on friday that's the day after Mm -hmm. this goes live um i'm gonna be streaming good old dragon quest builders to launch in that day i'm gonna be firing up from the the get-go and playing a couple hours over on twitch.tv slash nintendo world report then I'm thinking Saturday night, we're going to be doing some more streaming of viewer and listener levels, 8 p.m. All right. Yeah, we're going to probably do another hour or two hey, of that. Look at you. And then Sunday, we've got Metal Mario Chef. We've talked about this show before. Um, it is the, it's sort of a riff on Iron Chef, right, where uh, myself and Neil give the contestants a rule set, and they have 30 minutes to create a level and then we judge that level and we crown a winner what's really cool is perry's going to be back xander's mm-hmm. going to be back oh, matthew's going to be back and we have a special guest andre from game explain is going to be joining uh, in on the building fun so that's going to happen 9 30 p.m eastern time twitch.tv slash nintendo world report you won't want to miss it you won't no to miss it yeah a lot of good stuff so uh definitely come hang out like i said you want to want your levels played come on and uh hang out with us on saturday you want to see builders 2 boom friday and if you want to see perry make a poop level well that that's coming to your live sunday night shawam right twitch lagoon there you go (laughs) now get out of my lagoon (laughs) now get out of my it's the the casey from the twitch lagoon Huh? Huh? Creature from the Black Lagoon. Get it? Nope. Eh, never mind. Right over my old head. Right, right, right <laughs> over your old. My head. big piece. All right. Now, before we head out, we're gonna talk real quick about 
a game that we really haven't given too much talking time to. Um, and that is Link's Awakening on the Switch. first time I really played through Link's Awakening was when it released on the 3DS Virtual Console. That's kind of the, and I know that that's actually a pretty long time ago now. It's probably like, what, seven years ago? Something like that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But, um, yeah, it's crazy. The old man. Uh, and it's an incredible, incredible game. Uh, obviously this was the DX version for the Game Boy Color. Um, and I've never played the original, but, uh, I don't think there's too too big a difference, but um, it's a it's a very weird Zelda game. It has side-scrolling sections. It has Goombas and Piranha Plant. Or no, Luigi's and in there. Chomps. Is Luigi yep, in there? Yep, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Wright um, from uh, Sim City. Oh, there you yeah, go. They've got Yoshi in there as well. Yeah, so it's a lot of weirdness, but Mick, it's one of his favorite Zelda games. Uh, it, it, not, it is my actual favorite Zelda game, possibly because it was the first one that I ever played through um, that I ever put any serious time into. But um, I don't know, just that sort of game on a on a Game Boy. It was it, it seemed very innovative at the time. Very, I mean, such a huge game technically to be played on it such really a small is. portable I mean, system. But, um, I mean, right? It was supposed to be like Link to the Past, but like on the Game Boy, and it really feels like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I think I actually played Link to the Past more. Uh, I played that much, uh, quite a long time after I'd actually finished Link's Awakening. But um, everything about it, I just absolutely love from the from the just low color graphics to the uh, fantastic chip tunes. That Zelda uh-huh. music coming out of the Game Boy's speakers, just awesome. I love every part. That's right, of it. and we and we just used that recently on Mystery Reversary. Yeah, I spotted it straight away on the first clue, which is very very unusual for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was I was quite pleased. Cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, fantastic, and I love the Game Boy um, instrument chip tune. I just I love how those sounds, and it's just a really fun game. And the thing is, is Casey. You've never played it. No, I, I'm now I've probably played, you know, a very insignificant amount of it. But it for me Nope. You've never, never played, it. played it, Jimmy. Um for me it sort of falls into the camp of the Oracle and like season, you know, Oracle games where it's like the menuing is so bad. Um uh, just because, you yeah. know, obviously due to the limitations of the system, right? Yeah. And it's like it's like, oh, yeah. I need to jump into my menu like way more than i want to you know and like switch items yeah. and like i think it is bad. i think it'd be better like right because the sword and shield um they're a and b essentially right you, you get assigned you assign them to a um a button as well so i feel like it would be so much yeah. better if those were just automatically like a b 
you know what I mean, or whatever, you know, where you, you didn't need yeah. to unequip those and you could still equip another item. It's like the fact that you need to juggle in that. So it's like, all right, I need to go into the menu, get this item I need to complete this uh, challenge here. And then after that, I need to pull my sword back out so I can attack the enemy, you know? And it's just like, mm-hmm. to me, it's just super tedious. And like I said, I know it's sort of obviously due to the limitations of, you know, what they were working with at the time. So that's why I'm super stoked to get into Link's Awakening on the Switch because it would be a Nintendo thing. We wanted to stay faithful to the original um, <laughs> the original source material, so you'll need to juggle your items. Like, no. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, and the, oh, oh, it looks yeah. so cute. <laughs> that better not Cutesy <laughs> wootsy, baby. But actually, I think I did see some... I think that's already proven wrong. I think they. I think you have two items plus... Uh, sword and shield them i think or at least sword, yeah so. no i imagine it will be, it'll be better yeah, for, for sure yeah. um but yeah uh mick what are like some things like when you i mean obviously i'm sure you have some good old-fashioned video game nostalgia for this game are there anything that like that you were that like that you can think of that like like when you think about playing it like what's the first thing like the music the setting the music a, a i can just i can some of the music to my mind just just by thinking about it but um I guess the thing that sticks with me the most is is the ending because it was the first the first video game that I think the story actually made me feel any emotion, um, which, which oh, yeah. was sort of quite a bit of a shock at the time because uh, I'm not usually that that caught up in the story of games. I just want to play them. I just want to smash things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But uh, definitely the story. Um, but like I say, just uh, just being overwhelmed by how amazing it was to be to be playing a game like that on a portable system. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and uh, that was a big. Th- I mean, that concept because I I think about back then with you know you know pre Switch days, which oh scary to think about, <laughs> but. Uh, no, uh, just, you know, that was such a big divisive thing, right? It's like, I wish that games could be like their console games. You know, like, I wish, like, I like one day the handheld games will be, like, on console, par. You know, like, yeah. When you play Game Boy game, like, on par. And I, I guess it's kind of like, like, look at Super Mario Land compared to, like, Super yeah. Mario uh, World or even Super Mario Bros. It's like, you can see, like, there's just kind of, like, the the weird version of it. But this seemed like a total legit version yeah. of Zelda. Like, like Yeah, totally it wasn't Zelda. hamstrung, and you know what I mean, by no. the platform itself. And, yeah, I mean, I guess this came out in the original Game Boy, right? So during the Super Nintendo, so it, it felt like the link to the past, but, you know, on a portable, which it looks incredible. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people talk about it, yeah, like sort of how Mick said, sort of being a game changer was like, Generally on Game Boy, it's like, all right, there were a lot of smaller experiences, puzzle games, like arcade, you know, uh, like attack, score attack games, you know, and this sort of, I think, Mm -hmm. just sort of blew the doors off uh, the perception of what a Game Boy game could be and, you know, sort of opened the door for for more games to sort of come in after it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and now it's finally, I mean, right, this has been the game that has been ripe for the remake, 
you know, and it's finally being done. I'm really happy at the time because I think it would have been cool as a 3DS game for sure. Like, obviously, it would have been really cool, like, in, in the Triforce Heroes engine, like, with that Wind Waker art style, or even if it was in the other um, style of, like, the uh, tri- uh, Link Between Worlds art style. Um, but I, I'm, I'm actually really happy that it ended up on Switch because it is one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, It looks absolutely. so, so cool. Uh, Cutesy-wootsy, so baby. It's, yeah, it is cutesy-wootsy. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this game. And, and, the, and this comes out in September, September middle 20th. of. Oh, my goodness. This yeah. My goodness gracious! I, I really need to have got Miles 13th. and Kilo finished by then. Yeah, so I'm gonna be playing that. Yep, yep. You mean you're gonna you play should, a game? You should. Bowl. You know what you should do is you, uh, Mick. You should set your your game engine to be like if it's not if it's not done by this, then it, it just it won't work. If it's, it's not done by self twentieth, self delete. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be That's a funny it. concept for game development? <laughs> Ooh, that sounds I, like a plot to a movie or something. For funny concepts in development, I like the idea of uh, launching a game that initially sells for $1, but every time someone buys it, the price doubles. So it becomes a weird, limited, exclusive game that if you want, the more you want it, the more oh, you have to pay. Mm. That's sadistic. Sounds dirty. Ooh, yeah, I like that it. sounds like me. <laughs> sounds that dirty. sounds like publisher talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Cool. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think we're all looking forward to it, as 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 we can, as as it sounds. And uh, it's just funny how it's coming out so soon. Got September, man, is going to be insane. So many good games coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, w- I wish my initial prediction of August was right, just to spread them out a little bit, you know. <sighs> Mm-hmm. No sleep in September, as they say. <laughs> who? Who, who says that? And uh, everyone <laughs> who's playing all these games in September. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to thank Mick for coming on to the show this week. It's been a fun one. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, it's always fun to have you on. Uh, and as you can see, you, I think this is the fifth. This is the fifth time you've been on. The fifth. It doesn't doesn't seem like it. Um, just to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. No, it's just Uh, that I can count. (laughs) That is But if, unless people have been, if people are just listening to this for the first time and they've been living under a rock, where can they find you? Uh, well, uh, yeah. Um, at Four Horses Games on Twitter. That's four spelled out, F-O-U-R. Uh, or our website is fourhorses.co.uk. Boom. All right, perfect. And um, you can find us uh, at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo. P-O-D. And you know where they could also find us, Perry? Patreon.com slash N-W-R. That's Patreon.com slash N-W-R. Yep, there you go, Perry. And don't forget, like I said, bunch of streaming coming up this weekend. Twitch.tv slash Nintendo World Report. Hopefully you guys can come hang out. Um, Should be good fun. And... uh, Check it out. Join our yeah, and I, I do want to say one more thing about the Patreon is that RFN second episode is coming out this Monday. So Boom, look forward to that. Uh, and we already have two of ours, and it's it's just it's an amazing growing library of stuff. But yeah, and then check out 
Twitch this weekend streaming. And of course, check out all of our. Don't forget about YouTube. I mean, we yeah. <laughs> we still the, got the tons lagoon and tons might and be tons in right now, but you're always going to want to go back to the saloon. With that's those, right. With that right. whistle, we'll, you know. You know, we'll have to have that segment next week. We'll have both of them next nope. week. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you just completely did. Yeah. go against what you just said. But okay. <laughs> you don't need right, to make well, sense, you, Perry. That's one thing I've learned. You don't. Just nope, say it with conviction. That's right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you again, Mix. Yes, thanks, Mix. Mix. <laughs> oh, Mix. M-I-X. There's, there's two of them over there. That's his DJ name, DJ Mix. DJ Mix. That would be, that would work on so many different levels. That'd be great. It really would. There's gotta be a DJ Mix. Well, that's if your, not, that's then, your nickname, Mick. Yep. Spit all the latest Link's Awakening mm-hmm. remixes. Casey, remember that next time. AKA DJ Mix. DJ Mix. <laughs> <laughs>